So we'll start. So what I'm going to do, I'll, um, um, the way this is going to work, I'll, exp I'll um, introduce the panel to you and they can explain a little bit about um, where they've come from, what they've worked on, what they might be working on at the moment. And then I'm quite keen to just open it up to you guys um, because I know they've got a wealth of knowledge and skills and information that they want to share with you today. Um, just to explain a bit about myself, because I feel completely out of my depth here, because I'm literally in the same situation as all, all of you. I've been in, working in comedy maybe for about a year and a half, um, and I've been quite fortunate so far that I've been able to work on scripts with other people. They tend to be scripts that have already been commissioned, and then I just turn up. <laughs> so I haven't been there right from the beginning, you know, crafting it and pitching it and, and getting it seen by other people. So, um, you know, I'm here to learn with you. So there are no stupid questions. I'm going to sound like a teacher now. There are no <laughs> stupid questions because this is the, the opportunity that you've got to, to, you know, to ask three people who do this for a living, you know, so anything you want to know. Um, so just to introduce them quickly, um, on the end there we've got Paul Ford. He's the commissioning executive for comedy at the BBC in Wales. Then we've got Sean Harris, who is a writer and performer. Got that in, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's worked on a number, a number of things um, on radio and TV. I'm sure she'll she'll explain that a bit more in a minute. And then we've got Tom Jordan, um, who's a you're a producer for Hattrick Productions. Great. So we'll start at the end again. If you want to explain a bit about what you do, Paul where you've come from, what your background is, and maybe what you're working on at the moment. Okay, I'm, I'm the commissioning exec for comedy at BBC Wales, which means I'm responsible for the comedy development <coughs> for all our content and output from TV down through radio to online. Um, if we'd been having this conversation about two years ago, it would have been quite a quick conversation because for about 10 years, BBC Wales hadn't done any TV comedy at all. Um, it's comedy had sort of fallen by the wayside. In my career at the BBC um, has flipped between radio and TV and I've specialised in comedy quite a lot. So via Radio Wales for uh, five or six years um, we championed a lot of Welsh performers, Welsh talent, comedy talent, uh, stand-up comedians and a lot of those guys came up through BBC Radio Wales, had their first opportunities there. So it meant when we got some reinvestment money from the Charter Renewal about 18 months ago for BBC and we decided we wanted to get back into comedy on television again we had a sort of a great sort of bedrock of uh, Welsh comedy talent that we were able to approach a lot of them Sean included um, had sort of done stuff for Radio Wales and then because of lack of opportunities on TV in Wales had gone off to do sort of uh, comedy at sort of network level and found other opportunities so it was a great opportunity to be able to go to those guys and say come back to BBC Wales and sort of work with us on um, several new projects that we were trying to get off the ground we put a comedy season out in uh, October, which showcased some of the um, uh, content that we've been working on over a sort of six, seven month period. And from that uh, comedy season, we have now commissioned three full series, um, six part series, that will be landing on BBC Wales later this year. In addition, there are numerous development projects and, and sort of smaller projects going on underneath that that I can talk more about as we, as we continue through today. But comedy in Wales is in an extremely healthy place, certainly in a much healthier place than it was this time 18 months ago. Lovely. Thanks, Sean. It definitely feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, my name's Sean, I'm a comedy writer and performer. Um, I co-wrote Man Down on Channel 4 with Greg Davis and um, Stephen Morrison. And um, yes, I 
currently co-write Taurus Trap, which is on BBC Wales with Gareth Gwynn and Tedder Owen. Um, I've also written for radio. Um, I wrote a sketch show called Heavy Dragons, and um, I also did a comedy writer's bursary with Radio 4, which meant I got to write on a lot of things like uh, News Jack, News Quiz, uh, The Now Show. Um, so yeah, really, and I'm also in Taurus Trap, so that's the performing side of things, and um, I've just got a radio comedy commission where we're going to play, play a range of different funny characters. Um, so yeah, okay, yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Tom. Um, hello, um, I work for Hattrick, um, who are a comedy, well, not comedy, but you know, production company in London who make a range of things, but they're probably best known for their comedies, um, which recently have been um, episodes of Derry Girls. Um, no one's heard of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and historically, Father Ted and things like that. Um, and I develop um, half-hour comedies for them, half-hour hour comedies and comedy dramas, um, and see the development all the way through to reading the script, to going to pitch it, to making it um, and recently I've made a BBC One sitcom called Warren um, that was that is still on um, starring Martin Clues that was filmed in and around Cardiff um, and I came up through comedy entertainment so I, wor I worked originally on um, panel shows like Have I Got This View and Leave Their Own and then moved into scripted comedy about four years ago. So just a bit of experience <laughs> between the three of you. I'm sure we'll have plenty of questions. Um, what I'd quite like to do is when you ask a question, it's going to be like a classroom. If you can put your hand up, and then if you can say who you are, what you're, you know, what you're doing at the moment, whether you're, you're a student or whether you, you know, you're looking for a career change or you've been trying to write scripts for a very long time, just so we can kind of gauge where you're coming from um, so we can answer your questions a bit better. So I don't know if anyone has a question already that you want to launch into. That's fine, because I've got my own full <laughs> list of questions. Imagine if you hadn't. Yeah, I know, can you imagine? Oh, oh God, oh, God. <laughs> Just introduce yeah. yourself, yeah. So I think you, um, you, Tom, spoke a bit about um, different lengths of programmes that you've worked on. And I'm quite interested. I mean, when, when we're all writing scripts, you know, you're always conscious of trying to to work out what kind of what kind of format a comedy script should be, and sh should you be looking at a sitcom or shorts? And I mean, stuff like YouTube channels and stuff now lend themselves quite nicely for those little comedy shorts. I mean, how do you like to to see scripts coming in? Um, I suppose it, it's totally kind of <coughs> dependent on the project. Um, if it is a sitcom, then it should be half an hour normally. Um, but short form ideas are, you know, they're they're kind of harder to pitch, I guess, because there isn't they're less traditional. There's a less traditional route to mm. getting them away. Um, but I would say gem the the vast majority of scripts I read are half hour okay. scripts um, for half hour comedy yeah. proposals. Do you sometimes see a script coming in and you think, actually, they've written it in this in this way, but it would work better this way? Do you do you feel like you've got definitely, that kind of steam yeah, there? definitely um, in uh, tonally. Mm. I think quite often you read a script and you think um, you want to push it in a certain way, whether it's like make it funnier or mm -hmm. 
you make it more dramatic or um, yeah. um, and, and quite often if you would read a, an hour long um, comedy that feels more naturally like it should be a half hour yeah. comedy so sometimes with, <coughs> with writers I've, it started as an hour long and then we put it into a half an hour format okay so Sean like when you start writing something you've got you get an epiphany <laughs> one day, <laughs> and you think, you know, I'm going to write something about this. Yeah. How do you, how do you work out, you know, what format would work best for that idea? Um, personally, there's a way I do it because I've got projects that I'm working on at the moment which take up a lot of time and they're definitely happening. So that's what, you know, that's, that's they're what pay the bills. <laughs> um, I have like a mad wall where I put ideas. A literal wall. It's a mad wall. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's just every time I have an idea, I put it there so I can see it. And uh, I also carry a book with me everywhere that I just jot down funny ideas in. And um, so then when it comes, there's a gap, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's going to finish filming, and then I'll have a bit of a break. Then I look at the mad wall <laughs> and go, what? what fits where, yeah. you know, and then sometimes there's this thing I've got, I've got one idea, which it could either be, it could be a novel, it could be a sitcom, it could be a film, but it's about when I start to write it, so basically what I do, I tend to write it out in a document first, before even starting a script, in the kind of, um, quite a detailed document, first of all beats, then a detailed one, which goes, you know, she walks in here, so I figure out in my head, I kind of see it as a film in my mm -hmm. head, playing out with all the funny bits in it. Mm. And then I'll decide, oh, actually, it's feeling like a series mm. because there's natural points where I could end it after half an hour. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's actually a film because no one will come back and it builds. Right. And it's like a character arc over a, an hour and a half. Okay, so you don't commit right from the beginning. If you get an idea, you don't put it in a little box saying, well, that's a sitcom, this is a film, no, from the outset, you play around with it. Unless someone has specifically asked me, mm. we want you to pitch a sitcom, yeah, and then I'll be like, okay, this is a sitcom, definitely, yeah, that's what I've done. But, um, yeah. I really hope, like, everyone here tonight, today, <laughs> will go home tonight, and, and they'll take wall. over a wall in their house, <laughs> like their parents' house, yeah. or, you know, they'll go home to their husband. Right, no, this wall now, this is the mad wall. This really is officially the mad wall. Inappropriately. I'm using this wall. to move people out the way. Yeah, just mad ramblings <laughs> over it. I love it, love it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to anyone else, though. That's, like, that's fine, as long as it makes sense to you. With, like, bum on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. That's a novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Bum, bum's more of a yeah film, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so for you, Paul, um, how do you like to accept scripts? So if you put a call out um, that you're you're looking for something particular, do you do you tend to leave it quite broad, or do you like to know exactly what you're looking for? Um, we t well, uh, there's two answers to that question. So the first one is last year when we started. Um, the sort of comedy strategy again. We put we put a specific call out for sitcoms, and we said we want we want to see what which writers are out there and what sitcoms might be out there. And we got 350 entries in for that. Um, in addition to that, then once people heard that BBC Wales were open for business again, all all manner of writers, some established, some inexperienced, and production companies from all around the UK have also sort of sent scripts. So I think in the last year, I've seen I would say. 700, 700 different scripts wow. coming to you. Now, a lot of those have been sort of fully formed half-hour <coughs> sitcoms or comedy comedy dramas, but we've also put a call out recently for um, short form 
pieces as well. So short form is a real, uh, it's a sort of a real movement that if you look at BBC Three and Channel Four, that they've all sort of moved into that area. Um, it allows you to do several things. It allows you to sort of, from a, from a cost point of view, you can take an idea that might not be a sort of fully formed half hour sitcom and put some money into it and make a five or six minute piece which will give you an idea of how that thing looks on screen. Mm. And BBC Three actually sometimes stop at that point. You know, they'll commission a series of 10 six minuters and instead of saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice if they got to half an hour, a full half hour, this sort of traditional six, six times 30 minute half hours, BBC Three are quite happy to sort of say, they work at six minutes, there's 10 episodes that way. So Channel Four have moved into that area. We've put a call out recently as well. So. Recently, I've started seeing a lot of shorter scripts coming in. What I also get are ideas for programmes as well. So not actual scripts, they might be synopses for, you know, I've got an, I've got an idea about a guy who runs a surf shack um, and he, uh, he falls out with the bloke who runs the bodyboard place over the road. It, would that be a funny idea for a sitcom? Um, possibly it would, mm. but those are the ones that I normally go back and say, probably need to see a little bit more on that you mm. know to, an example of the writing to see you know how, how that lands yeah so, so yeah we a mixture as a commissioner then do you prefer to have set call out windows so you can plan you know what you're doing year on year or do you are you happy to receive unsolicited scripts i'm probably going to regret saying this <laughs> but we are i at the moment i'm happy to receive unsolicited scripts a lot of commissioners don't but i always think that's sort of quite unreasonable because if you've got a good idea for a script, why should someone like the BBC say you're only allowed to send it in to us during September and October? The, the, the next great comedy could be out here in this room. And I just think at the point where BBC Wales are trying to establish themselves again as, as doing comedy and being a sort of producer of comedy, uh, I think it would be remiss of me to say I'm not interested in seeing anyone's scripts unless I've put a call out for scripts. Mm. So we have an open, rolling uh, policy. Um, I'm happy for my uh, pass my email on at the end of this. Drop me an email. Um, we can talk about comedy. Happy to meet people. Happy to look at scripts um, because I think ultimately there could be a great script out there, and it would be stupid of me mm. not to. Yeah. Can well, I, yeah. Can I just say sure. I've been on the BBC Writers Room, and I'm on there. You know, I'm trying to sort of. Trying to sort of, I'm from Penal, sorry, Mike. And I'm trying to sort of, trying to network, and I'm not doing this very well, because sometimes I think, something like yourself, you get a script, but I'm thinking, there's a certain amount of eccentricity that, that's in there, and putting it in just on an A4, which I've done, is a bit, um, you know, it's a bit bland. I'm thinking, what's, there's you, and you're very busy, and you may have a mountain of scripts, and there's me thinking, well, is that thing that before you get to that script, I mean, you, do you know what I mean? That eccentricity or that sort of, um, creativity can be dampened down when it's sort of written down mm -hmm. and that's why I sometimes think I want to be a cartoon so I can just <laughs> let written do whatever I want within the whole theme of my stuff so is it always on do you always get the, the, the script and the oh this is it now I'm just going to look at the script yes or no well if it has to be something before that isn't there that if, networking um, thing if you've just sent a script in um, it obviously needs to stand on its own two feet. But yeah. what people have also started doing recently is, I mean, first of all, have to, have to try and strike up that conversation. I mean, I, I, again, I always try and, you know, if anyone sends me a script, I get back to them and I give them feedback on why that script might not particularly be right. It, 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 it annoys me to hear about commissioners who just get back and say, sorry, it's not for us, and that's it. And yeah, it's too like dry, isn't it? You're sitting there, and it's, there's that kind of eccentricity that could work on a screen, maybe with some animation or silliness or what have you. I mean, the other option open is, is what Tom, Tom just mentioned there, is that what you probably will talk about for Warren, is that the guy who 
came up with Warren made a little made a little t taster of how it would look. Yeah, so we've yeah. all got phones these days. Yeah. You can all record yourself Actually, on an iPhone. I think, I think if, it, if it's if it's a kind of um, eccentric kind of high concept idea yeah. that you're writing but down. Acceptable, quite healthy. There was stuff about Andy Coulson and Jeremy Clarkson sort of the Welsh audience there. Mm -hmm. it, it's a bit bitter, but not too nasty. No swear words around. But if so, if you're worried that it. it doesn't come across in the script. No, it doesn't. No, it's, so it's probably happen. worth like yeah. writing a pitch or. I you think know, getting something not some kind of mini film that's just yeah, 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 yeah. So pictures yeah. or. Yeah, yeah, so we can show a clip of that now. Yeah. So do you want to provide some background to that? Um, so it's the one with where they've done the rough pilot yeah, in the car. Yeah. So so Warren, um, yeah, this this um, BBC One sitcom with Martin Clunes about he he plays a driving instructor, um, and it started as a. That, that was sent to me by um, uh, pretty much unsolicited, actually. Um, a new writer. I mean, it's written by two two writers, Paul McKenna, not that one, um, and <laughs> Jimmy Cosgrove. And um, Paul McKenna is a writer that I had worked with a bit before um, and had written a, a Radio 4 series and he'd written a, another thing for Comedy Central. And Jimmy Cosgrove is was his friend um, and a brand new writer. Um, and Jimmy Cosgrove had just come up with this funny character called Warren, um, who was a driving instructor and a, a general sort of, you know, annoyed um, arsehole. Um, and he thought, you know, like you were saying, um, it might not come across, you know, fully in a in a script. So he just went out and put a camera. Up. Enough, you got, yeah. He put a camera on it on the yeah. dashboard yeah. Um, and filmed himself doing it, and, and it was a kind of five, ten minute short film, um, and I watched that um, and thought, oh, that's really funny, um, you know, we should get him in and um, talk about the script, and then they went away and wrote the script, um, and then it became, you know, Great. Um, a BBC One sitcom, um, just like that, yeah. no, there was a lot of stuff in between. So on, that, on that first bit for you then, it was improv in Yes. Course, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Ripping, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll show a clip of that now. Warren Thompson. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Warren. Happy birthday to you. And can you empty the dishwasher before you go out? First things first, what do you think this is? Correct, steering wheel. Here you've got accelerator, put it down. You're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> not going to go anywhere. What's that? I don't know. Let's squeeze it in there, shall I? Alright. Should I book in for more lessons after the test, just in case? <laughs> yeah, very good. I'll squeeze you in. Yeah? I hope you don't need to, but. We're, we're, we're on a lesson. No, 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 just passenger seat. You, she said that you said you were going to drive today. Yeah. I was going to let you drive today as a surprise, but you've blown it, and you've blown it as, thank you. So well, maybe we'll have to do it another day when you least expect it. You're in gear, okay? Okay. Gas, gas, let it purr, let it purr. Bring the clutch up, bring the clutch up, bring the clutch up. That's it, that's it, that's it. 
Come on again. That's it, let it purr, bring up the clutch, bring up the clutch, bring up the clutch, and brakes. And again, down on the gas, pull up the clutch, pull up the clutch, pull up the clutch. I don't, I don't really understand. You're stalling? Yeah. That's what's happening. Okay. You've got to be brave when you drive, Irony. I'm wondering if I've got. I did have a voucher for. Um... <coughs> oh, I forgot. I don't know. Can we say thank you if they say thank you? Can you? One last thing, thank you. They're just, you're just acknowledging their thanks. Oh, right, okay. It's nice to. It's basically you saying thank you. In... Oh, it's a new pizza place there. Did you put anything on? You're having eggs. For, for lunch. Okay, what type of eggs? Eggs. Scotch. Of eggs? Scotch eggs. I grew up in Dorset with uh, my uh, mother and father, and I've got uh, two sisters and two brothers. Sadly, my mother and father are no longer with us. Sorry. They moved to France. You said I'm talking about the Tesco's. I want to pick something up. What does she want? What, I'm what do you want? Okay, Mom, let me speak. Do you want, what do you want from Tesco's? You stopped at the Tesco's. What do you want from there now? I think he means more lunch. M&M's. Just trying to be funny. I wonder where you get it from. What's rattled you there? What's rattled me there? Oh, I yeah. don't know. Maybe the fact that uh, your mother's making Scotch eggs and M&M's for lunch. <laughs> right, second exit. Yeah. Down into second. Okay. Use your indicators, please, George. Sorry. Right, go. now I'm going to go right here. He's not beefing at us, is he? Beefing at us! It's off, son. Well then, I've got a message from... Charlie. Got a job, has he? If it's, if it's a job... If it's a job message, tell him I said great. He can pay some bloody rent. Sorry, we could sit here just watching this for the next 15 minutes, but hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea. And that's great, because actually, that could be a finished product. Yeah, and it's, it's really a good, good little kind of... Um, you know, you get an insight into his character a bit, mm. um, and it was just, um, it sort of brought it to life mm. more so than it would have done yeah. in the script. Um, and then from there, we had a meeting and um, talked about, you know, how it would be a bigger world. Um, and yeah, and then they wrote a script um, for the pilot episode. Mm. Um, which ended up being episode one, um, and that's yeah, and, okay. and then and then we we developed it, sent it to the BBC. The BBC liked it and thought you know this is good territory for BBC One, mm. um, um, but obviously they're quite new writers, um, and we're talking about who's going to be Warren. Um, Jimmy obviously wanted to be Warren, but um, that sadly didn't happen. Um, and uh, but we all thought you know Martin Clunes would be. You know the perfect. Did he and Martin Clunes have to fight for it? Um, no, 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 no. no. It, was, it was quite quickly established that you know we would need if we because generally if you want to kind of land a BBC One sitcom, you need big talent. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, we kind of were thinking about who would be good for Warren, and we thought Martin Clunes would be mm. perfect. Um, and so, kind of in the process, we sent it to Mark Clunes. Yeah. I mean, actually, out of interest, anyone here in the audience who's actually writing scripts at the moment featuring themselves? 
Oh, there's a couple. Okay. I mean, because Sean, you probably do that a lot, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that one of the best ways, do you think, because as a writer, if you want yeah. to double in the performance side of it, do you think that's a, a good way in? To write your, yourself. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that only you can play it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good way to do it. I think, obviously, if BBC One picks it up, then they're going to want, as you were saying, they're going to want a massive name. Um, you can always... Like, I'm developing something with Kerry Howard at the moment, where she's going to be the, the lead, and I'm, like, a smaller character, which is more of a kind of that, more likely to happen. Mm. Um, I haven't done it before. With with Taurus Trap, um, which I'm in, it was, it was an odd one, because it didn't... I did write a character, but then she isn't one of the main ones, but she's one of the peripheral ones, and it's, it's one I really enjoy playing, and one I think that's coming back more because yeah so that was really interesting mm. that kind of I don't know not intentionally sometimes I write things and I'm like there's no room for me in this <laughs> you know it's like I can't you sort of written yourself out of it yeah, yeah. Oh my god but I can't crowbar myself into yeah. it it's like elderly people <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean like uh, so yeah I think I think you definitely stand a better chance if you write yourself into it um, but yeah maybe don't I always think of Victoria Woods as a kind of inspiration. She gave a lot of brilliant stuff to other people mm. and wasn't afraid of taking a maybe a straight role, mm. you know, a smaller role. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good idea to um, write uh, something for yourself to be, because it's, it's, you look at like the biggest hits, it, it's a, especially in new comedy, you know, like This Country and Fleabag and yeah. mm. um, even, you know, Man Down to an extent. Is, it, they're brilliant pieces because they are just sort of very singular mm. voices. Um, it, ma- it makes it something quite authentic as well, yeah. doesn't it? That 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 um, voice is being transferred onto the screen through the yeah. same person who wrote it. So and I think it's very exciting as um, for commissioners and producers to mm. to find that new writer performer. Yeah. Um, so as a commissioner, Paul, I mean, have you been in a situation where you've, you've seen a great script, but actually the casting hasn't been, like, who the, who the scriptwriter would ideally want, you've thought is completely wrong, and you've had to try and manage that? Yeah, there have been examples of that. Um, and ultimately, I mean, we're at the start of, of quite a long, hopefully long, long journey, so we wanted to get some successes away. So Tourist Trap was a great point in question, was... Um, we brought Sally Phillips in as in the lead role as Elaine, who's, who runs the tourist agency for Wales. And people said, oh, you know, wouldn't it have been better to sort of have a, a, a Welsh, an unknown Welsh actor and break then? And I was like, well, actually, that by putting Sally Phillips into that role, um, you've automatically <coughs> elevated that programme when mm-hmm. it sits on iPlayer, because we look at all our comedy with a view to it sitting on iPlayer as well. So mm-hmm. for a UK audience watching it, and strategically, we said... Uh, and it was proved to be right as well. If you stick Sally Phillips's face on an iPlayer thumbnail, regardless of where you are in the country, mm. you're go- you kind of know what you're going to get with that. It's Sally Phillips, you know, uh, if, if you liked her previous stuff, you're going to click on it. And then by doing that, you showcase a whole number of other Welsh talents to a much wider audience. So it was, we, we felt we were being quite canny um, doing that, and it's, it's proven us to be right. So mm. in that, we sort of stuck to our guns and, and went went for someone of Sally's calibre yeah. in order to, to allow us to do that. It, other examples, though, we've just commissioned the, um, a Steve Spears script, um, and Steve had written this script called The Tuckers, which was based on his life growing up um, in Petrobach, just outside Merthyr, mm. and 
he'd written himself into the main role. And actually, when you saw him perform it, and um, when you read the scripts, you could see Steve's face, and it was like, actually, we're not going to argue with that because it's been written by him, and he, he's in that script, he's mm -hmm. made that script about him, so we didn't have to argue on that. I yeah. mean, we, we'll, we'll always push and try and get as, as, as many big names into something as possible because, frankly, big names sell, and you know, but we're doing it with an eye to, to be, be able to say, you might have a big name there, which will attract people to it and then have a look at all these this Welsh talent that we've got so Mike Bubbins is a case important mm. point so Mike's been around as a stand-up comedian in in Wales for you know the last sort of nine ten years and he's been knocking on those doors he's been doing bits of radio we stick him in tourist trap um, very shortly afterwards he picks up a, a part in Warren uh, on a sort of you know network show and also um, soft border patrol which was being done by um, BBC Northern Ireland so I wonder whether he'd have had those opportunities had he not been sort of um, so successful mm. in that first series yeah. of Tourist Trap. Yeah, Just about getting opportunities for Welsh talent, really. Yeah, that's true. And the thing that I'm writing that is to do with my own personal story, yeah, that's definitely going to be me because no one else can do mm. that, you know. So it's a mix, I think. Yeah. It's balancing it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I guess it's relinquishing a bit of control as well, because yeah. I guess as a writer, well, and even as, as producers and commissioners, you all have an idea of how something should look on when it's on the screen. So it's it's relinquishing that control and, yeah. and trusting that someone else can, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> can deliver it the way you well, want that's it. The, that's the process in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. about <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> that's why... Um, if you don't want to collaborate and be a writer, then write poems. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You'll see a couple of people standing up and walking out then. I think it's difficult if you're used to doing stand-up, or if you do stand-up first and then go into writing TV. But collaboration that comes with writing for TV is, you know, it's just that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So if you're very used to being totally in control of what you're saying and people's reactions, and it's immediate, there's no middleman, mm -hmm. you know, then that it's a very different beast. Yeah. You yeah. have to collaborate. You have to trust the people you're. It's full of compromises. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we, we get through it. Productions mm. are made all the time. Yeah. But it's very rare that you know if you're a writer and you come in and you, people just make your script mm. as you wrote it. Yeah. And that's the last you hear of it, and you see it on screen, and it's exactly as you said. You know, yeah. There are compromises along the way. Yeah. yeah. You know. And they should. They're normally good. Yeah. 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 If you get okay. a great casting, you're like, oh my god, I've never, I've never thought of delivering yeah. that mm. line like that, and yeah. you put something else into that character that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. You know, on the page it's gagged, but you've brought yeah. it to life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's really good. So who do you, Sean, tend to approach first? If you've got your own ideas, would you go to a commissioner or do you try and approach a producer and do it that way? It depends. It's a mix, really. It depends who I'm talking to at the time. I have a kind of network of uh, commissioners and producers who I know and who I really like. Um, but if you're starting out, so I'm gonna s we're going to assume here now yes. that no one's had anything commissioned. Okay. Yes. How would you even... like? I mean, you don't have the yellow pages really anymore. You can't look for producers <laughs> and commissioners in the yellow pages. Yeah, okay. Um, let's think. If I was a new writer and living in Wales, I would definitely, I would definitely um, connect with. <laughs> and just BBC Wales, because as as you mentioned, it, everything's changing and it's so accessible. I think even more so than in London, for example, where everything's a bit kind of you know big and kind of out of touch and. You know, it's just more difficult to get in somewhere, especially without an agent, mm. um, I think. So in Wales, I think everything's different. Everything's, people are far more accessible. It's really, really exciting at the moment. People are really looking for new things. 
Um, so I would contact definitely BBC Wales, mm. Radio Wales, definitely yeah. what you were saying about how things start on radio and they develop onto TV. Mm. Um, I think it's really exciting. That's what I would do personally. Yeah. BBC Writers Room as well, they're good at giving uh, feedback. Mm. They can do. Um, and I think also having deadlines, so when this yes. when this commissioning deadline's on BBC Writers Room, for example, it's yes. having a deadline, so you have to work towards it. Because yeah. I'm a bit like that. I could just be writing, 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 and not ever see an end to it. But if, you're, if you've got that deadline, you have to focus yes, then. it's good for focusing on the yeah. deadline. Yeah. Yes. Any questions at the moment? In the middle there. Hi, Hi you're right. Leroy, um, comedian and writer. Just a question for Tom. Just as an example, what were the timescales from um, the initial um, pilot that he's had into to actually it becoming on there? For Warren? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was probably um, so the initial reading it, doing the initial that that video. We initially got commissioned as a pilot. Um, so that between that and getting the pilot was probably about um, nearly a year, um, maybe about nine months to a year. Then we made the pilot um, at the end of 2017, um, and then it got picked up as a series after we delivered the pilot, and then we made the series in the end of 2018, and then it went on TV. So the, the whole thing was probably about two years, which is really quick, <laughs> um, and that was mainly, you know, because of Martin Clunes and the BBC's excitement of having Martin Clunes as a new comedy. That kind of sped it up uh, a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, that that is quick, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Do you think from for, from experience? From someone sending in a video, yeah. So I'm not sure if that's a great example. Because um, um. I think when you when you first go into this, when you first start to, to think about, oh, I, I quite like to be a writer, and maybe you start talking to people, I don't, I never really got how much time and effort goes into mm. producing just one pilot, even not even a series. Yeah. You, know? you have to really want it. You do, <laughs> and you, you have to be aware that um, it's like a pyramid. You know, there's like all these writers and all these scripts here and then there's mm. one or two things at the top that actually get made you know let alone piloted mm. or anything you know so you know you were saying you've read 750 scripts I mean probably of them what one might get made into a series or uh, there'll be this year if you, if you discount 350 then because they were part of a, a scheme I think probably we'll have 10 projects this year maybe 10 but probably mm. close to 8 out of 300, 350, so mm. the figures aren't, yeah. they're not They're not great, but... Um, so, but in terms of quality with something like that then, what's the ratio, would you say, of good quality scripts to bad quality scripts that you receive? Um, <coughs> I, I, I would, wouldn't sort of call anything really bad quality. Sorry, I'm putting um, it out there really black and white. It, <laughs> it depends sort of what we're looking for at the time they come yeah. in, uh, yeah. it's, you know, the scripts might need a bit of work, mm. might need feedback on you know whether the structure's right we might already have something that we're already working on that's very similar so it's so quite often your scripts will be rejected for a reason other than the fact that the commissioner doesn't mm. think they're very good it, it, it might just be that you know we, I've noticed a lot of scripts that have come in over the last year and a large chunk of them have been about the premise of 
someone returning to Wales who has been away from Wales and maybe been successful elsewhere mm -hmm. and then for, for reasons against their sort of, you know, out of their hands, they've had to return to Wales or an outsider coming into Wales <laughs> to try and make something better. Returning, so, returning home, Tom, is, is number one on... Hang on, I'm going to ask, how many of you are developing something similar? So we've commissioned one of the tourist trap is primarily yeah. that, you know, it's, a, it's an outsider coming in to try and sort of improve an aspect of Wales. Um, the other one I've seen a lot of recently is um, uh, online, not online dating, I sound like a grandfather, I, uh, <laughs> Tinder and sort of you know, apps for, for dating, the idea of, of swiping across from someone. I'd say 15, 16, 17 of those scripts. And the problem with that is it's very much an idea of the moment. That, mm. that feels like mm. that the next big thing's going to happen quite mm. soon, and t Tinder will become a similar thing to MySpace. You know, yeah. if you commissioned a sitcom about someone who ran a MySpace page <laughs> 10 years ago, we'd look at it now and kind of go, oh, yeah. you know, that feels a bit dated. So with that, we've sort of been turning those sort of ideas down just because you think, very soon that will feel sort well of yeah and like you were saying Tom like the process between actually writing something submitting it getting the pilot and actually being it stuff will date yeah as well mm -hmm. so I guess you need to take that into consideration yeah I, I kind of it sort of again it depends on the, the project because I mean something like Warren is hopefully timeless mm -hmm. because it's just about character and it doesn't really it's not really you know it doesn't really matter when it when it exists yeah. but then Know. But you know, driverless cars could have come in. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but you know, you might some some of the best comedy, you know, Silicon Valley or Veep or you know things yeah. like that are so in this time. Yeah. And um, they're brilliant for because of that reason. So um, I guess it depends on the project. Yeah. Really. Um, I think it's really funny. I did have a sitcom about somebody who still got MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then that's what they're kind of trying to, okay, that's how they're trying to I'll make deals. It. Like, it's really informal. It's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a co-writing credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the other thing I would say, though, is if, you, if there's a comedy programme that you really enjoy or that you think is your sense of humour or you, you kind of really think that's good, I would, I would approach the producers of whoever made that mm. because the chances are that then you'll click and then you can work with them and that's another way you can send them your script you know that's a good way of doing it mm. so instead of just blindly going to somebody just kind of figuring out which which comedy suits your style what you think you could write for what you think you could do maybe something that's not exactly the same, but something <coughs> I think they would get, you mm. know? That's well, that's the thing, thing, I guess, knowing what a certain production company tends to specialise yeah. in yeah. helps, because there's no point sending in, like, a sci-fi type programme to, you know, a very kind of middle-of-the-road kind of... Broad. broad yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyone well, else? I was thinking the British animation... Yeah, we've had spit and image, but that's the puppet. If I was going to do a cartoon, me being satirical, only because I'm a coward and I don't want to be filmed, I'm trying to think, where's, where's that going to be placed? You've done Father Ted, but that's with really talented actors. Uh, like an, an, an animation? <coughs> um, satirical. Yeah. Satirical animation. Satirical animation comedy, or satirical yeah. comedy then me animated. Uh, you know what I mean? Or yeah. characters. Well, they did a thing, didn't they? Newsoids on um, yeah. ITV. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And occasionally those kind of things crop up. Right. Um, mm -hmm. 
something in radio. I'm not small scenes on radio, but I can't that's on radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Animation on radio. <laughs> that's the new thing. <laughs> um, I mean, we don't have that American tradition, do we, of having incredible mm -hmm. satirical. But if I want to do it, if I want to be a stand up, which I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. For me, it's, I think I've got to be a cartoon. I've just seen that thing on E4, Bojack the Horse. Bojack Horse. Yeah. Calm yes. and relaxed. Yeah, I'm going to have to be animated. That's going to budget it and then put it on YouTube and then phone people and mm. yeah. that's how it, I think that's going to be it. I can't, I can't be a stand-up. It's just so, get your ideas that way, I can't do it, I yeah. can't. You just need to hook up with an army. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. the budget, two or three, probably four hundred pounds, yeah. it's going to be about, yeah. I mean, something like that even, I, I don't know this, this isn't fact, I'm just guessing here now, but like even with universities, you might have animation right, courses right. and maybe you could approach a university. I mean, I'm working with a writer at the moment who's <coughs> wants to do an animation thing and he's talking to an animator about it. Oh, there you go. You know, and mm. get kind of concept yeah. pictures and you don't actually have to animate anything, you just you just get the picture. You have characters, well, obviously that's that. Yeah. I've just written something with um, Lucy Baumont, the comedian for CBBC, and that is uh, an animation. So what we did, we wrote the script and then we got an animation you know, a company to come in and they pitched for it. And that was, you know, CBBC. But there are definitely people you could talk to, mm. you know. Well, obviously animators, yeah, they want a, they, they want a budget, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but if but you I mean approach the universities or something, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, cool. Good on a student's CV or something, yeah. yeah. if they've just done a, a bit, taster. you know, improves their skills and, yeah. and something they can stick on a CV yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised that they might, you know, they might be willing to do yeah. it for, yeah. for yeah. love. There's someone at the back there with glasses yeah, there's, on. There's loads of Facebook groups and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, sorry, what's your name? And oh, sorry, I'm Dale. Hi, and what, what do you do at the moment? Um, I, I'm an apprentice at BBC Work. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so yeah, I'm in loads of Facebook groups where yeah. people searching for other people just to make things. I must admit, I'm not on Facebook, right, I am, but not for doing those kind of searches, it's just avoiding family and friends. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Gosh, are we all? Like, um, South Wales Film Network. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah, I think someone would love to do that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I've got to pay him something. I can't just give 20 quid. I'm not going to rip them off. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get Contact them. Um, I'm at uh, Worcester University in Dibna. Oh, great. Okay. And um, you know, there's an animation department and students there. Yeah. They're just always looking for scripts. Yeah. You're both sitting next to one another yeah, for yeah, a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, no, it's a great Karen idea. Clarkson, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coffee. It's done. Andy Coulson, yeah. There's someone at the back there. Oh, yeah. because you've sort of made the effort to sort of contact me up front. Um, so I, I would say it's nice to sort of, mm. people do just send send a script, uh, you know, hi, here's a script, read it. But I just, this sort of slightly personal approach is that you sort of say, hi, are you 
up if I send you a script? And I will always say, yeah, please do. Yeah. And then I guess it's forcing you to actually submit something yeah. because you've made that contact. You've told him that you're going to send him something. He said, great, I'll look out for it. You have to finish that script and you have to send it to him. So again, getting those deadlines, like giving yourself that push to actually it's get quite, it done. It's quite useful to um, send an email saying this is what it's about because yeah. um, it might be about something I'm already developing. Or, you know, we actually do that with commissioners. I will quite often phone a commissioner or email a commission going, we've got this thing in from this writer, it's about blah. Um, and they'll go, we're already doing something like that. So it saves a lot of time. Um, so I would say probably quite a good idea to do that. Um, yeah. Anyone else at the moment? No? Do you know what? I'm going to go back quickly to when we were talking about... Um, writing yourself into a script and, and how you would cast certain people for certain scripts. Um, because I really, I love this clip of Mike Bubbins <laughs> doing his, um, his audition for yeah, Tourist Trap. Um, and I just want them to see it, basically, because <laughs> it's brilliant. You got that there. You, you reference a lot of sports venues here, but mm -hmm. we need somewhere to host the awards that's glamorous, looks amazing, yeah. you know, where to, where in Wales can be suitable because they're a suitable venue. I'm thinking for something this big, I'm thinking St. Davis Hall. Okay. And St. Davis Hall it will comfortably seat 2,200 people. Mm -hmm. um, we'll put some flags up. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a red carpet for all the guests, or whatever colour carpet they like. I don't know, I'm sensitive to that as well. Um, that's, that's a 2,200 seater. We, if you want to go smaller, then there's a place called Memorial Hall in Barry, where I know, I know Sandra, the manager, is a good friend of mine. And she'll do us a rate on that. I know that for a fact. Um, they don't usually cater, but I, I, I can get it catered as well, if, they, if that's what they want. Uh, and there's free parking. And they, you can get sure, 80 or 90 cars in front of them, or not one all there. And the space for limos dropping off? Well, they'd rather you didn't stop, but there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a circular around the memorial, around the actual 1918 memorial there. Just drop them off and just keep going. Um, but there is room at the back there for the sort of TV trucks. Two or three TV trucks. And you can put a catapult up there if you want to stay there. <laughs> most of them are keeping the, for any, any client, keeping the, keeping the cost down. You know, it's all the bottom line at the end of the day, isn't it? If it wasn't clear at the beginning, he was organising the MOBOs. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's, it's so, interesting with that. That I mean, that was an audition where they had a lot of stand-up comedians coming to audition for parts. Yeah. And it's a great, a great example of how comedians can think on their feet, sort of that sort of semi-improvised style. So if, if you work with proper actors, they sometimes don't have a fantastic sense of humour, but they can deliver you the same line <laughs> yeah, every yeah. single time yeah. on yeah. 57 takes. On the takes for Tourist Trap when you were down on set, how the director ever manages to cut it together because no take is ever the same because you got you put four comedians in a room together and they try and outdo each other and they're always going for a much better punchline. But with, with that, with Mike, they said, can you organise the Mobos? Where, where would you put it? And there were elements there of his character that became Wynne, the head of um, corporate affairs for Wow Wales. Uh, and they, they sort of gave him the part off the back of, of, pretty much off the back of that audition. Yeah. Did you audition anyone else for that role? Uh, we, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we auditioned uh, any, uh, pretty much anyone who was a comedian <laughs> in Wales. Uh, and several people who weren't uh, came and auditioned. It was brilliant. It was yeah. sort of, you know, they, the, the production company put it together, I think, you know, they, they, anyone who was interested in comedy or uh, wanted to sort of have an opportunity, they, mm. they saw them and auditioned them. Yeah. Hours and hours of audition tapes. Wow. 
That's Mike Mike Bubbins. Mike Bubbins. 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 Shan, as a writer, how do you deal with rejection? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So it's only an hour long session. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, right, it's really difficult. You're never, ever going to deal with it healthily. We, you know, I think you can get better at it. The more, the more, it's like being punched in the face, isn't it? The more you're punched in the face, the more you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's something that you really believed in yourself. Yes. And you're like, oh, have you read it properly? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I think, is it Sarah Milligan who said that if you have a bad gig, you can give yourself 24 hours and then you have to get over it? Mm. You can wallow in it for 24 hours, but then the next day is like, right, I've got that's it, move on. Um, I've kind of devised little tricks for myself, so it makes it better. So things like, I never see it as a dead end, I always use it in something else. Mm. So, for example, um, I pitched something a while ago that was just a lot of female char- like weird female characters. It didn't get picked up, but I'm just going to use them in other things that I do. So it's not nothing is ever wasted. Mm. If you've written something, you just take stuff and put it in something else. You know, um, sometimes it's just not the right time, and that's that kind of helps you because you know that oh, okay, well they've got something else with a strong female. You know, but like a, a woman doing that, and it's there's no room for it at the moment. It's not personal. It's just timing. Um, and yeah, and I think just like having a bit of a bitch with like other writers, you know, <laughs> yeah. everyone gets rejected. Oh my god! Yeah. And it's also it's writers and and you know producers are in the, are on the same team yeah. really um, against people. So like you're Paul. the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and it's you know my boss. One of the first things he ever said to me when I started being a producer for him was make rejection your bedfellow because you'll be rejected constantly. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like I said, the commissioners are getting pitched. Yeah. million ideas so mm. no wonder your idea is not going to get picked up yeah. so you just yeah. have to keep going don't you? and it's not personal you it's know, not it's no not and it's and it's often not the, that's the worst thing it's not to do with the quality of the, no. the pitch it mm. can be the timing and yeah so it's yeah. yeah um also pitching stuff i was thinking about this is it doesn't only apply to things like sending a script to somebody but you're constantly pitching as a comedy writer if you're in writers rooms you're, you don't even know it, it's not even that formal, but every time you say something and try to be funny, that's a pitch. Because <laughs> if people don't react to it and take it, that's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's rejected. So it's, and you know what it's like as a stand-up comedian as well, people don't go for something. It's the same thing. Mm. So I think you just have to develop that comedy, oh, I don't know, like a kind of thick skin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, you go, okay, that didn't work. But that the fact it didn't work is actually funny as well, mm. because you can laugh at yourself or yeah. thing that up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so Are you aware of that, Paul, that when people talk to you, that they, they're potentially <laughs> pitching stuff to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're aware of that. Yeah. They don't show any interest to anyone, just sort of like, just, you know, this is Family members of gatherings and following stuff. Following like day, a script arrives on, yeah. on your desk. I, I'm always mindful when I'm responding to people, and I've responded to a lot of people over the last year, is that people have invested a, a large amount of time and a lot of effort and absolutely believe in the script that they've written because if you didn't why would you bother sending it into sort of yeah. it up there so I try and give feedback as to why it's not suitable for us and as I said before it may it may be suitable for any number of reasons probably not the fact that it's it's not any good mm-hmm. um, I, I would say 95 96 percent of the rejection emails I've sent um, I've had a positive response from people who've had them who've said, look, thank you so much for laying out that mm. sort of feedback as to, as to why it isn't suitable. Mm. Um, and also, if you, if you believe in your script, just 
keep keep plugging away with it. Someone will pick it up. Steve Spears, who yeah, we just commissioned a series of six of the Tuckers. That script had been knocking around for six or seven years wow. before it landed on my desk. It actually landed on my desk. It was set in Scotland. Um, <laughs> and at some point, some dreadful TV commissioner had said, oh, this is quite good, but could you, uh, could you set it in Scotland? And he'd written it in, in t almost to the point of putting things like, you know, Okai the New and stuff in there. You know, when you read it, it was like, this doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. And yeah. when I first met Steve and said, it's a shame about that Tucker script, you know, that it was, it was, it was a reversion ever set in Wales. And he was like, what, what are you on about? It was written in Wales, it was based on my childhood. Right. And I'd seen this other version. And as soon as he gave me the Welsh version, it was like, oh, wow, actually, this this absolutely makes sense. Mm. It speaks with a voice. It's rooted in that sort of area. Yeah. Um, we played around with the script over the summer and sort of just, you know, knocked it into shape, got piloted, and he's got a six-part series. And when you see the stream of emails where that script had been bouncing around mm. various BBC commissioners, they were going back to 2012, 2013. Wow. So it, it can be it, it can be done if it's a good yeah. idea. Mm. We've only got five minutes left, so I'm quite keen to get as many questions as possible in. If we sat with you in the front here, what's your name and um, so where do you come from? Um, my name's Rachel McAdam. I'm a writer, and I actually sent a script into the. <laughs> this is what we like. This is why we came. Who made the decision to send rejection emails on Valentine's Day? Uh, no, you didn't. Well, I took up, I took up my role uh, as, as commissioning executive for comedy on the first of March last year. So, um, so uh, that's you're in the clear. Yeah. Well. Um, Obviously, with uh, 350 things coming in, um, it probably, and, and I'm speaking on behalf of the, uh, I think it was writer's room who removed uh, partly with that, um, there was a need to sort of get back, hopefully tactfully and politely to you, to say that it, it was, was a rejection. Um, sending them out on Valentine's Day, maybe that was just a really funny uh, joke that, mis that misfired. Uh, did, did you get any specific feedback or was it just a sort of rejection? It was, it was just that the quality was really high. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you've okay. been success successful and we will, um, you know, we will contact you, something, something along those lines. If there's any other opportunities, we um, well, the, there, was, there were a, a sort of slice of those scripts, I think it was about 40 then, that went through to a sort of final stage, and then they were whittled down to eight. Obviously, as you get further down the lines there, the feedback becomes more specific because people think, oh, I've, I've got through to the next round, I'm in the next round. Um, to just send an email if you were down to the last four and say, yeah, sorry, it's not for us. So I think the final eight was, were shortlisted and performed on a stage. We did five-minute set segments from them. And then um, sort of some quite detailed feedback went back to those those guys. I mean, it's often the case in that those sort of schemes, that sort of first couple of tranches uh, of, of rejections are going to be sort of quite standard. But I apologise if it, if it landed if it ruined your Valentine's <laughs> Day. Absolutely. The only thing that, that made it better was um, I said to um, Miranda, it was doing a shout out to everybody who was. Um, down on Valentine's Day on Twitter, <laughs> and I said I've just been rejected, and she said, "Carry on, it's part of part of it." If we can have one more question, maybe. 
you at the back there. Hi. Hi. I'm Zia, and this is a very silly question. But um, There are no silly questions in comedy. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but um, comedy drama, is that like a separate thing entirely? Do you guys look for it? Like, is yeah. there a call for it? Just, yeah. Definitely. Yes, I mean, we, we specifically asked for sitcoms last year because we were looking at, we wanted to take formats that the audience would recognise immediately, but actually a lot of the stuff that we get sent in, it, it, the lines are blurred, yeah. um, you know, when does a drama become a comedy drama, when does a comedy drama become a sitcom, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think, again, it comes down to quality, if, if it's a great idea, um, and we like it, then I mean, we, we're starting to look a little broader now. So we've sort of we've got a couple of what you would class as sitcoms that are sort of working. We commissioned a, a comedy drama which was called In My Skin, which was a co-commission with BBC Three. Which actually, when that hit the screens, the performance from um, Joe Hartley, who was uh, the, 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 in the lead role, was so intense it actually was a very dramatic piece. Um, so we commissioned something that we thought was a comedy, and when we saw it, it was an absolutely fantastic drama. So we're sort of throwing, throwing our nets a bit wider now. So comedy, drama, sitcom, light drama, they all sort of... There's a Venn diagram, I think, that mm. you could probably draw up. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be turned down because it's a comedy drama. Um, so so I, I read all, all sorts of, you know, from straight drama to, yeah. you know, funny, funny sitcoms to comedy drama. Um, yeah, like Paul says, it, it's, it's much more kind of, it's like a half hour or an hour mm. scripted. And it's, mm. I guess because, you know, in America they kind of lead the way in it just being a, I don't know, there's not even a word for it, but um, uh, we just launched a show called Flack that uh, no one could, like people were calling it a dramedy. No, um, no. You know, we just called it drama in the end. But, um, uh, drama with jokes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> this has been brilliant. Um, if maybe we can just summarise quickly, if, if each of you could, could impart just one key piece of advice from everything we've discussed today, what would that one piece be so everyone can take it with them today? Paul. Um, ideally, where possible, send me a sample of the script, or as we talked about earlier, that character. If you've got a character, send me a recording of you doing the character. Um, I get 10 and 20 page synopses of what a series is and what have an episode breakdown, but I'm always asking myself, yeah, but is it funny? At some point, you will have to start writing that idea, so you may as well start writing the idea. And if it's a good idea, five or ten pages of script are going to give me much more of an idea of what it's about than, than a 20-page synopsis which has got no writing in it. So most of you will be writing anyway, otherwise you wouldn't be here today. So s- send some examples in, because you can get specific feedback then on the on the actual quality of your writing and where, where it can be tweaked and where it maybe can be improved rather than just a synopsis. Great. Sean? I think it's um, before you send your script in, this is advice that I wish I had time to do, is leave it in a drawer for a bit. I know that sounds weird, but like, leave it in a drawer for a couple of weeks, do something totally different, and then come back to it. And you, when you read it with fresh eyes, it's amazing what you can see that you couldn't see before when you were in the middle of it. And um, I've done that, and I think that really, when, when I'm able to do that, that really increases my chances of getting somewhere. Because it's just bizarre. It's like having a different person editing it. 
you're in a different frame of mind, you're in a different, I don't know, it's really This is more an interior design seminar with you, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> there's a wall, there's a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, you do. So, yeah. Um, Paul mine annoyingly. Oh, sorry. I was going to say something very similar. You should have sat here. Yeah, Which is... Um, yeah, just just don't bother writing big treatments and writing the idea. Write the script because that's you know I, I I think anyone can have a good idea, but not anyone can write a good idea. Yeah. And um, it, for for me, I can't from a brand new writer just getting a treatment and no sense of a script is quite tough to mm. do anything with because I can send it to Paul and Paul will go, well, yeah, but what's it? Is it funny? Mm. Um, so. Um, so write the script, and because that's basically the same thing that Paul says, um, uh, I would say have, have, it's worth like watching a lot of comedy and having like an awareness of what's on TV mm. and where your idea might fit into that world, be it which broadcaster or which yeah. actors you want to be in it. Um, just having a, a bit of an awareness yeah. of like the industry is, I think, probably quite useful for a new writer. Yeah. No, great tips. I hope you've all really enjoyed today. Um, if you can give a big round of applause, please, to Paul, Sharon, and Tom.